take a sweet. Mm, it's almost that time. Take yeah, man, the Swig Podcast, man. Yeah, we gotta tune in. Man, let me grab this beer right quick, man. Yeah, let me get my drink ready. Yeah, yeah. Man, shoot, man. They be talking about all types of stuff on the man, the loggers, the man. There's some beers I ain't never even heard of on there. We about to learn about them, though, shoot. What's up, world? It's your boy, Kramer, a.k.a. The Bearded Brother, back at it again with another episode. And, of course, I got my co-host. Shani Hadid, the marvelous gift. Man, Kramer, so we back at it. We in the hangout. What is in the bag? What are we drinking today? Let's Let see what we got in here. We got a couple of good things, of course. We don't drink crap in here. We're going to start out with... There is no crap beer in here. Oh, yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> Hold <here>. on now. <laughs> well, today I pulled out a Victory Sour Monkey Triple, which is a sour uh, beer from this wonderful brewery. It's 9.5% alcohol, so we coming out strong, people. We don't play here. Today is the holiday, not tomorrow, right? Okay. Something like that. And then, let's see what else we got in here. I got one more I just found. Okay, ooh, we got a local favorite here. We got the Future uh, Double IPA from Beated Iris. Future Deeper. That's what I... I think people I like say Deeper. Better. I feel I'm, like they do. I think people say Deeper. I said it to somebody and he kept rolling with it and said it back to me. <laughs> like, so it sounds like that's a what thing. What she said? Yeah. She <laughs> he might be talking about me on his podcast. Some black chick called it a, a Deeper? <laughs> Why she here? <laughs> but this one's coming in strong at eight point two percent, and then we're gonna open this victory here. Yeah, I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and pour the victories up. Ooh, that's a nice sound, ain't it? So while we're pouring the beer up, I don't know if y'all heard a laugh in the background, but we got a we got a guest today. We got the homie Darren Armstrong. What's good, y'all? Coming yeah. in strong with the Morehouse College sweatshirt. Coming through. I'm gonna need that, man. What's good, y'all? And he ha- is of the living room. Tell people about the living room. So uh, glad to be on the show. Hey, everybody. Getting straight to it. The living room is a brick and mortar, redefined craft beer tap room bar experience where we seek to serve craft beer enthusiasts in untapped consumer segments who desire to build community. Man. So we're doing something. We're, I'm working on something brand new. That brand that new. sounds a brand new. That sounds like a very dope experience. So we're going to get deeper into what that looks like and what, where that came from and all of that good stuff. We're going to start with some of the basics. Let's do it. So Kramer and I have already told the people what we, um, what, what kind of craft beer we like and where we got started. Update, let the people know, like, where you, where did you get your craft beer love from? <clears throat> it was actually 2011. I was in Nashville. I was at uh, Whiskey Kitchen. Oh, okay. Uh, best friend of mine was in town, and he was like, I have something you need to, you need to mess with. And so I was kind of on the, on the path of Blue Moon and, you know, Corona and Heineken and all that stuff. We all start somewhere. Yeah. No, yeah. You know. Okay. Um, <laughs> we all start somewhere. We all got to so start at step one, so. He, he brings this bottle of uh, Kentucky bourbon barrel ale. Ooh. And I'm like, what is this? And changed my life. Yeah. I had never had a beer so crisp that had a, a bourbon smoky flavor to it. Because um, I'm also a, a bourbon bourbon head. I'm from Kentucky. Okay. Um, so that's that's my second water. 
And ever since then, I just kind of started nerding out, and it just kind of took off from there. Uh, you nerd out too, don't you? Yeah. Yes. I, do. I, do. I really, really want to say you used that statement before. Yes. But <laughs> I'm definitely a beer nerd. So sure. you started out in craft beer with a Kentucky bourbon barrel ale. Yep. Those are pretty strong. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you left that thing feeling good. No wonder you like craft beer. There was no yeah, going back from stuff. there. That's <laughs> right there. I went from zero to 100 real quick. Real quick. I thought I was doing something starting off with like the strong pale ales, the strong I came, IPAs. I like, came in weak as hell with a Belgian white from Shock Top. I feel ashamed now. Yeah. Didn't <laughs> Can we uh, <laughs> not you talk about that anymore? You didn't step your game up though. Did you, you put the orange in it though? Or did you, did you leave it alone? Oh, I left it. With the orange. And okay. Like, I got to do that. I was like, I have enough common sense for that. Because I got hit for that, too. I was like, bro, you gonna, you really going to put fruit in your beer? I was like. Man, that's all the rage now. You got to. Everybody. Especially if it's an orange like uh, kind of taste to it or an orange peel kind of finish. Got to put orange in there. I prefer not to put any of it in my beer. Even when I was drinking uh, Corona's. You know, mm. people to squeeze the lime in there. I did it like in the beginning because that's what people do when they drink Coronas. I don't really care for the all the extras. Uh, people put grenadine in Corona. I'm like, nah, I'm good. Just oh, give that's me a, a little far with the grenadine. Yeah, that's more on the feminine side of things. But Bacardi Limon is good if you pour a little bit in there. I pour. <laughs> In my Bacardi Lamont, I will pour more Bacardi. Okay. <laughs> I will take that and amp it up. <laughs> but that lets me know, that let me know that like I wasn't the average drinker. I needed to mm-hmm. I, I needed to get into something like craft beer. You know, we would do um you mentioned bourbon. We've done the bourbon trail and that was a great experience. So I like craft stuff (laughs) drinks food and so i I couldn't do i had to put down the the coronas the regular stuff we'll call it that yeah Um, this for me is now regular but i'm immersed in the craft beer life yeah the signs of it is too fascinating not to get bored of it in what you can do yeah and the things people have the audacity to do like putting raspberry chocolate and all this other different ingredients to make this liquid thing is kind of amazing that's me kind of nerding out so <laughs> pull it back <laughs> so you started with the kentucky bourbon ale mm-hmm. what are you like what's your go-to beer now i used to keep every week <clears throat> i would get a four pack of uh dragon's milk and then that turned into a 60 to 70 dollar uh a month situation and then um that's a whole light bill <laughs> and then have. I said hold on <laughs> and then I got into um, later on I ended up getting into Chimay and then I got into Chimay's a good um, one what else did I get into um Delirious Trimmings and okay the Belgian Ales the, the yeah I just I just started kind of just going here and there trying to piece together okay what is this what are these flavor profiles what can I pair this with? Um, what is something completely different that I've never even thought of? So, like, for example, like, we're drinking this sour right now. It's taking me years, and I still struggle with sours. Mm-hmm. This is probably the second sour bones. I've had in a long-ass time where I could actually go and buy this. Okay. Um, but, no, I just, you know, you have to dabble. If you jump into this, you have to jump in arms, 
legs, feet. <laughs> like you have to be willing to try so many different things, even if you don't like it, so that you can really build your palate and be able to, you know, when you're enjoying craft beer and just hanging out, with, you know, with, with, with folks like we're doing now, you know, you can be at that point where you can start to notice the different, you know, the flavors that you're tasting. Yeah. And, and, you know, people call you a little bougie or you, you know, a little snobbish. So I can taste, I can taste, uh, uh, <laughs> apricot. apricot. I can taste, uh, juniper. I can taste, like, you know, I'm not there. I am I'm not getting there. I'm working towards it. But you know slowly. what? I'm, I have kind of decided, like, I want to be able to call out what I can taste in the beer, but whatever you put on this label, I'm I'm going. I'm trying to see if I can get. Yeah, look, want to look. For I don't want to necessarily be like. I, it tastes like roses in the garden. I'm like no. On a spring day. <laughs> on a spring day. After three days of rain, you know, like that's well, that's I just know too what much that tastes like. <laughs> but those there are some really like some really like in depth people, and mm. they are able to call that stuff off. I love watching their uh, YouTube videos and. Tell me about the beer. I want to learn more of like how to taste it. But at the same time, if you if you tell me fruity notes from imported Belgian yeast swirl through a precise souring, pucker up to a bite of citrus laden tang ending with ending with a delectable experience, then I am like, you know what? My lips did pucker. My lips did pucker. I did have an experience with this. But for me, I mean, for for it to be nine point five, this thing is really easy to drink. Kind of scary, oh, yeah. and it's not too funky. No, it's just it's just sours. Right. Sours can't be that. Can yeah, be weird. Yeah, you know this is pure assumption, but that Belgian yeast. Belgians are like on the sweeter side, mm-hmm. so I wondered like what if that takes some of the edge off of the souring. Mm. You know, I wonder. You, yeah, that might be. A yeah, to look into. See research. We'll come back with an answer for that. I didn't know I was going to have that. I didn't know I was going to read that, but there was something to think about. Um, so I started off on IPA. Mm-hmm. Now you're, I mean, you you started off with South. You're going to um, Belgians and mm-hmm. I think, we, and then you love, well, you're a stout person. Yeah. I'm a stout yeah. man. It, it's hard to leave those. You know, I, I think calories though. Yeah, <laughs> the calories that do it. The, I mean, but there we have an opportunity to like do a great tasting. We all have like something that we're really getting into. One day we're gonna have to like bring a beer that we want to try. I, I bring an IPA, you bring a stout, you bring a Belgian, and and really just try those things out, man. I think um, definitely, I'm all for that. And sure. we'll, totally, we'll have to do it as like a tasting. Try to be real uh, deep with it. What do you get? Based on this, these notes, I taste the diacetol. <laughs> now that I can identify, I can, yeah, I can identify the diacetol. Yeah. Now, one thing I'm trying to talk, just talking about tasting beer. Um, one thing I'm trying to figure out is there's like one of these hops in the IPAs that give me a funky, like a funky taste, and I feel like it's a very popular hop. So could it be I Cascade said, or Black Mosaic. I know those are I'm, the top I'm, two. I'm thinking. I think I like Mosaic, and I know I like Citrus. So I'm thinking it might be Cascade, but I don't even want to like start trying to figure it out. But that's kind of my plan. Um, paying attention to the the hops in my IPAs, mm-hmm. even jotting them down, mm-hmm. and 
kind of narrowing it down and seeing what taste I get and being able to compare. So if I have this one beer that has Cascade, Mosaic, Citra, mm-hmm. if I find another beer that has that same kind of profile, how how similar do they taste? Of course, mm-hmm. it depends on what yeast you use too. Um, all of that stuff plays a, a role in it, but that's some, that's my plan for uh, my March drinking. <laughs> I try to label things, you know. We'll we'll go with that. Um, tell us a little bit about the living room, but also like tell us like how you. <clears throat> What um, events or types of locations kind of inspired the vision? So that's that's actually kind of a... It's a loaded <laughs> it's a, question. It's a, no, it's a uh, funny question. Um, what inspired the living room was... Um, so I'm the kind of person who... I'll go anywhere and, you know, I'll, I'll pull up. You know, I will have a drink. You know, I'll try different beers. We'll talk. Um, so just going to any different tap room that's no big deal to me and just over the course of my travels and then also um so i moved here from chicago uh summer 2018 okay and in chicago i was blessed to um be friends with a couple guys who kind of took me under their wing um, just to kind of help introduce me even more to craft beer and these two brothers who founded uh vice district brewing um, in chicago so curtis tarver um and quentin cole and so being in their in their environment in their in their tap room um, and just looking around and you know one day we were having a um, they used to do this this breakfast where they would have all these you know di- just different brothers would come we'd network and you know sooner or later I learned that all the brothers that were in there for the most part a lot of them were investors mm. and so that was very inspiring to see like all these black men, are supporting one another and launching this craft beer venture and creating a space where we're normally not in this space. Mm-hmm. Um, those were just like major influences. Um, time I spent in California, um, I was at uh, UCLA's inaugural craft beer course and my professor there, Tom Carroll, he also kind of took me under his wing and, and was just kind of, you know, teaching me things here and there about craft beer. And I said, okay, well, this is we need to be in this space. Um, so, you know, thinking of the living room, it was like, okay, what's something where, where was a place where everybody would just kind of gather, you know, family, friends, and I would see art or I would see us or I would, there's culture. I'm like, it's the living room. And so I have just, you know, thought about, you know, with beer being the nucleus, how do we bring people together? Yeah. Where it's something different. Um, where A, you know, we can provide, for example, you know, an educational opportunity. You don't go to a lot of, you know, craft beer tap rooms or microbreweries where you can learn about what you're drinking and not only learn about that. But so I said, okay, well that could be a component of the tap room. Um, also if I want to build this, you know, help build this ecosystem of not only craft beer drinkers, but also, you know, entrepreneurs, thinkers and doers. What if we add a co-working space? Okay, that could be different. And then what if we provide um, live event space so that if you want to have concerts, comedy shows, this, that, and third, that can also be there. Um, So just really a place that is for building community, of course, drinking beer. Yeah. um, But also just being able to see yourself in inclusivity, um, creating community, 
you know, largely just a safe space. We don't have a lot of safe spaces. And why not it be a craft beer taproom bar that's that plus a few other things? Yeah. So, I love um, that. That's just, that's that's where my mind is. <laughs> the that's concept where my heart is. Dope, is. Man. Yeah. I, like, we, yeah, I love yeah, that. We definitely, yeah, we're definitely ready to support. Kind of speaking on like seeing the rep- representation, um, we are going to uh, be attending the Fresh Fest in August. So I just want to see what kind of impact did you see from that in your decision to make a space like that? And how did that? Are you familiar with the Fresh Fest? So <clears throat> what had happened was when Fresh Fest happened, um, I was in the process of moving from one apartment to to the next. <laughs> so mm, I had planned. Funds were tied. <laughs> I planned to go to Pittsburgh, but um, I was definitely excited. I was excited because I'm like, wow, this is an opportunity for a community of of black beer drinkers and beer heads and brewers and you know people who are involved in other facets within the industry um, of color to get together and to celebrate one another. You know, under the um, in the name of beer, mm-hmm. and so I definitely look forward to going to this next one. But it was um, it just it speaks to whether the industry wants to recognize it or not. Um, we are <clears throat> we've always been, I think, unapologetically black and just who we are. Yeah, but you gotta be. But That's we're, what you gotta be. <laughs> we are. <It's> <laughs> we're becoming um, our empowerment is just is it's it's gradually. It's just taking different forms and that we're just pulling up to the table, whether you invite us or not. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, having that type of uh, platform, that type of event, I was excited and I'm definitely excited. Um, I think the first time I met when I met you mm-hmm. um, and you we were, were at me, a co-working space. We had a co-working <laughs> space and you came, like up to me, co-working came space. up to me afterwards talking about drinking beer. And I'm like, I need to meet more sisters that drink beer. Yeah. I didn't mean to do that. Um, I just got excited. But uh, it's. I do too, so don't, don't feel bad. We're talking about the yeah. clapping people. I'd be like, don't clap. And here we go. The guy's like, clap, clap, clap. But it's okay. No, you were making good points. We need to more women who drink beer. Like, and that's, Make sure that's, people hear that. Yes. <laughs> and that's another mission. Like, I want more sisters. Be a blood orange uh, rattler. And so, you know, I had the, I had the dragon's milk. I had the Scott, the dirty bastard Scotch ale. Mm-hmm. And then I said, okay, well, let me have a little something sweet and the sweet, the sweet will get you. And so I had like more sisters coming up. Okay. I, I don't drink beer, but I drink this. What is this? Yeah. Is there more? And I said, there's an entire world for you at your disposal. People don't understand. There is so much out there. There is literally a beer for everyone. Mm -hmm. So I have a part-time gig at a local um, uh, liquor store. And I have people who come in and they're always looking for beer. I mean, different. Like, what's that? And we have a growler bar. So, um, we, where you can fill growlers and they can just get a sample. It's like, if you're buying, you can get a sample. Well, this couple came in and they were interested in, uh, the guy was interested in beer. And his girlfriend was like, eh, I don't really do that. I was like, well, you know what? Like, let me introduce you to something. And so they were considering buying a growler, which allowed me to let them get a taste or two. Uh, I gave her, it was a donut stout. 
So the pastry oh, sauce, <laughs> hella sweet. All right, pastry sauce are probably the best way to uh, yeah. introduce someone so to the style. It was, that, it, she was like, oh, this is good. Now, she did walk away with a cider. It was their best liquor store experience because they were able to try stuff. We talked about beer. We walked them through the store. And those, for me, are my favorite customers. I want to pause because we poured up the future deeper. Deeper? Go yeah, deeper. We did that. What do y'all think? It's good. I love the ju- uh, juiciness and the haze. I'm always for a It's hella haze, juicy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like I've, I heard myself smacking and I, I was did. like, damn, here go these hazy IPAs yeah. drying my mouth out. I had to I had to get a little, as juicy as it is, I always oh, they always have dry a, mouth at the end yeah, of it. They get you one way or the other with the dryness for sure. I go to these for the crispness and the... Um, like I really love like if you give me an IPA with with high IBUs, I'm there. Okay. I'm there. Like I yep. love so my my it's it's either um, stouts and IPAs. Like those are my top my top Ooh, two. Okay. okay. So yeah. I'm sounds like and crazy enough, I'm more like I'll go to a lawyer if I want something a little bit lighter, which is. A little bit different from a stout to a lager. Mm-hmm. Like you, yeah, you on two ends of the spectrum at that point. Oh yeah, for sure. It depends on the lager because some lagers can be on the more like hoppier side. Yes, but you can get the multi one. I'm more a multi. I think I saw a guy. dry hopped lager or something. I was like, those are starting to pop up. I, yeah, I have. I can't remember like the styles who they're from, but yeah, I've definitely one. seen yeah, like some dry hop lagers popping up here and there. It's not like. The main thing, but it start. It's coming along. It's coming. It's coming. I was like a hoppy lager. Let me try this out. So this was Terrapin, and this is their tenth anniversary. And previously, they did it as an IPA. This time, they made it a pilsner. I don't know what made them change it to a pilsner, but I was here for it. It was. It was hoppy. I was like, this is a pilsner that I can drink, and I would want to do it in the summertime because. I like my IPAs, but sometimes when that heat is out, like sometimes you need something different. to yeah, that should hit, hit different. So different, you know. With this, like this um, future deeper, we had it at the well. We got it from the Bearded Iris release. I thought it was gonna be cold as all get out. It actually was a pretty warm day, but it was like the perfect temperature for this. I the, well, oh, all yeah. the beer, honestly, it was a perfect temperature for the event. I had that I had to go to work afterwards because I did not get that to. That's a live shift. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> halfway I'm like in. I'm at the job. Like, oh my goodness, why did Just I do selling this? everything? I will absolutely take your branding. It's crap. Just take it. It's good. I will absolutely <laughs> do it again, though. That's the kind of life I'm living. I'm just thugging. I'm just thugging it. Hey, I feel you, um, But that release, it was really dope. So I'm becoming more of a uh, release fan. I don't know if y'all have ever done, have you ever done a release, a beer release, like stood in line? I I want to, though. I'm looking forward to it. So the next, like, big release, I think I'm going to try to get, like, a group group of us together. We go early, Uh and it's a bottle share. So I had, I had... I had done a Southern Grist release previously, and I'm looking at these bottles like, why are all these bottles just out here? I'm like, Southern Grist just, you know, what the fuck are they doing? Well, they let me know where that you you drink. People come early. You bring beer that you're interested in or that you want to share, and you really just crack the bottle, put it on the table, and talk, you know, shoot the shit. So... 
Uh, yeah, man, go ahead and you can go ahead and open right, that uh, thing on up. Yes, Grab sir. this Breakside Salted Caramel Stout. It's a stout out of Portland, and they did a collaboration with a salt and straw ice cream. So it's going to hopefully uh, get some ice salted cream. salted what? Car- salt and caramel uh, stout. No, with the ice cream? Salt and straw ice cream. Oh, that must be homemade. a local Yeah, yeah I think it's a local thing. Okay. It's I'm like, here. I don't know about salt and straw ice cream. Like, hey, no, it's out of Portland. A lot of good stuff was out of Portland. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> you say yeah. Portland, you got yeah. my attention. Yeah. 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 Like, okay. Yeah. Good what you got good out dank, here? I hear yeah. you. Yeah. But, um, so, at the release, you just, you, you just open up a, um, a beer and put it on the table. Well, I learned my lesson at Southern Grizz because I got there later. I got my beer, but I didn't get the experience. So at Bearded Iris, I said, damn it, you know what? I'm changing the game a little bit. I plan to get there a little early. I brought me two beers. I end up just sharing it with one guy because we were in line. We weren't. Uh, we didn't make it early enough for the bottle share area. Um, but it was a good experience. The dope part with walking around the... Um, Walking through the line is we had cups available because again I had already been drinking beer, right. and I um I just poured poured up a whole lot of beer. Yeah. And <laughs> you're like, that's the right thing to do. As you should. I think, I think that was the right thing to do. That's a very great decision right there. Ooh. I see. Yeah, I was just about to comment. I was like, that smell. Yeah, that's that's delicious right there. I was talking too much, man. I had to catch up with y'all. Let me mm-hmm. take a sip of water so I can get to this. Uh... Okay. Uh, let me... Yeah, come on. Don't take a drink of that. Yeah, yeah. Let's, I had to wash that about. IPA down. That is ice cream in the in beer form, for sure. Okay. I'm here for this. Bless. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's right at the right smooth. We, we all having just yeah. a little moment. Y'all hear us on this... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> let me not let me not forget we'll be right back with these messages <laughs> uh. this is a, a, a black whoo yeah this is perfect for black history month mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it would be just our luck if we could if if we brewed a stout that had like a hint of Remy in there mm. like a cognac like so a cognac. we actually had that conversation about like does Hennessy have <laughs> barrels, barrels. Yeah. I, we don't know what Hennessy really makes their their liquor in yeah but is there something that we could use afterwards yes <laughs> I'm sorry you want to just stick you your tell, tongue in it like yeah, just, yeah, contact. Ashley's fasting right she, so, she partakes she, through smell she like I, I just can't do taste we just get the particles <laughs> right she's whipping it yes I see it and I smell it. <laughs> but yeah, we were talking about like with Hennessy because again, mm-hmm. black people love Hennessy. What better way to introduce black people to beer than with a Hennessy flavored beer? Shout Stop. out to Hennessy. We're going to tag y'all in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> let, me get, let me get something in on that. Mm. Um, but I was thinking even with Guidance Whiskey. Mm-hmm. So the local Nashville mm-hmm. black owned whiskey well, company. Uncle Nearest. Um, even Uncle Nearest, yeah. like utilizing their barrels. It's like, do you have access to your barrels? Can we get them bar- those barrels? How much for a barrel so we can brew a beer? Like that would be awesome. Be and another opportunity for a black collaboration because mm-hmm. in this industry we gotta collaborate. Yeah, most <clears> definitely. <throat> we gotta look out for each other. We have to. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
or just like thinking of like collaborations. I'm loving the growing uh, industry of like black owned breweries. It's only range with like you said collaborations and collective work. Let's quantify that though. There's like 60 breweries, yeah. black owned breweries, True. out of like 6,000. Yes. We're points. Yes. Over 7,000 <laughs> 7, now? We're like something like that, yeah. 0.001% of, of black owned. Of, yeah, That's black amazing. Owned yeah. I, I saw in Denver there was um some, uh, I, don't, I don't know the right term, but there was a Hispanic, some Hispanic guys. They're opening up a brewery. Okay. And I'm like, yes, diversity. Denver so white, you know how Oscar's oh, yeah. so white. Yeah, Denver so white. Yes, please come in here and shake that shit up all the way up. Yeah, so in, we'll be in. there in May, and if well, I don't know if they're open, and they might just be breaking ground. I'll be I'll, see I'll they're doing a the solo right opening. See if you can so I'm I'm sending connect your way in there. I'm sending an email to before I go and saying just can I taste your beer, and I'll put it out on my on my network and share it with the. Y'all try it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> ready to go to Atlanta. I'm going to definitely try it down home, brewing. Oh, I get yeah. Down there. Me and Ashley going down there just to hang out and go to my hometown for a bit just to relax. And that's definitely on our schedule of activities or recitivities, whichever one happens first. But, um, but yeah, I'm excited about that and just being able to go to a place that has the representation. Yeah. And things like that. Speaking of those collabs, Fresh Fest, <clears throat> part of their the their whole thing is you don't have to. I mean, realistically, with a with black owned breweries, you it, it's a struggle. You wouldn't really have a, a true. What Fresh Fest did was a something that was totally different, and they um they are making it where if you're not a black owned brewery, you have to partner with someone of color. Well, like a black person or something like that. An artist or something along those lines to bring the blackness into the beer. <laughs> so that's your entry to the cookout. Yeah. That's how yes. you get in there. You and, and, you know, and at the end of that's the day. That's your ticket, right? That's, that's your, your ticket. ticket. It's like, y'all always want to come to the cookout, but let me tell you how. This is how. Okay. But <laughs> raisins in a potato salad is not going to get it. Just, just, just brew the beer and be quiet. <laughs> Black people and brewing beer is how you get in there. But it's just a great opportunity for um, the the brewery itself to open up. Like, if you put that on tap, it's going to be a good beer. I mean, if you're a good brewery, you're going to make a good beer. You put that on tap. You do a little bit of a promotion. You know, the, let you're the like artist right take. You know. Yeah, release, let the artist take control of it a little bit and, you know, performance at the brewery. You're going to open your doors and once, I mean, to black people at that point. And once people get in, you might not get all of them back, but you're going to get some of them back. Or they at least know. But the thing is, you got to keep it going. You got to keep it up. Mm-hmm. You can't just, um, <laughs> you, you can't just brew one time and keep and cut it off. I definitely agree. It can't be like one of those random releases that you don't release until like all the demands back. And he's like, oh, well, we did it for three weeks. All right, cool. Scrap it. Put it in the back of the book and we're just going to collect dust. No. It's like, we obviously know what you were trying to do. And that's going to make it more difficult for you to get that community to invest in what you're trying to do and get that diversity that needs to be there 
And then people, black people won't feel like it's a one and done situation. Exactly. Because or a PR stunt or something. A PR something. stunt. Yeah. You know, that's one of the things that a lot of um I mean, even when I talk to some of the brewery owners, that's their concern. That's not their intention, but their concern is like, I want to partner with these black, uh, with, you know, try to encourage black people to come to the brewery, but I want it to be authentic. It's just like, it's literally this, like, advertising to our demographic is all about the execution. If you, you'll, you'll see the results. But the main piece is. You can uh, all totally white. Uh, what word am I looking for? Like staff and. You cannot do that with an all white staff. That I mean, there might be some connections, but like bring somebody in. You, I know y'all know like three black people. One of those old because <laughs> you, uh, you're not racist, more black right? Somebody, like, <laughs> somebody, you need that person to be like. Didn't wait. You take a pause break for your shirt though. I didn't even see what this says. Yes, I'm all in the right now. It says Antoine and Andre. It's our dungeon family down. All right. <laughs> you know. We got ATL over I'm here. Really ATL over here. I just, yeah, you I'm know. sorry. I'm an Outcast fan. People. Oh, so or and then it Owen and Dre. I was like, wait a second. I don't know the names. Don't sound <laughs> like my guys. Listen, I stands for Outcast. Hold on, hold on. What? What? All right. What would a Quimini beer? What would a Quimini beer taste like? Oh, that's a good oh, question. Like a Quimini beer. Mm. That's fantastic. Well, what would that taste like? We can so, name a beer on podcast. <laughs> uh, Hold on. So it would have to be like, like out of this world. You know, like galactic. Like so, I have to think different taste. Um, something, something that you wouldn't necessarily think of. That's why I can't think of it right now. Like but a, like a stallion with skates on. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Smooth, like calm on that bass hell. Man, um, right. <laughs> get him to it. We talking about right now. The the Quimini beer, I can see it as a stout with like mm-hmm. you know, it's like like a lot of fruity notes to it, or even a sour. You know mm. that that mm. southern grist uh, marshmallow current mm. something they got a sour mm. that it, it has to be something like that like and, you're and not gonna go with an average I beer. Think all the albums have yeah. to be like an odd yeah type of beer like even yeah. like speaker box or low below that's gonna be like a weird yeah. funky danky yes <laughs> like a dang, like a dang. IPA yeah. or something like that that's like very piney but uh-huh. also like just like smooth at the same time I don't know what you would throw into that to give you the smoothness but I can already tell you like the Pioneer the better for like maybe an I album hit, like hit that. A barbecue at the maybe end. we do it too. <laughs> right? Maybe we do it too because it is a double <laughs> album. So you can do it. You got a double release for you that. You either have to do a double release or you have to kind of pair two things. So how they did the triple, like a triple sour. Mm-hmm. Like that was pairing two things. Um, man, now I'm like, okay, my homebrew is about to be totally outcast related and it's about to be wild <laughs> i don't know i don't know what i'm gonna make with it it's gonna be some standard ass beer my first go round when i get deep into home I, I, growing, yeah home right you, you i'm talking both. about home growing yeah wrong topic <laughs> We, uh, what? They, they, there's overlap. There's overlap. <laughs> hops. 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 There you go. Hops, yeah, there you go. Yep. There's sisters. Hit them with a huh? What? Cousins. Whatever. 
Man, I like that question, man. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, that's going to be... Uh, we might have to delve deeper into that one. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about that. Or UGK beer. Mm. So, we're going to do a hip-hop... We talked about hip-hop names, but we're going to come up with... We're going to have a... I just decided we're going to have an episode where we're naming the styles of beer to, like, classic hip-hop albums. Styles of beer or, you know, like, flavors, taste that we would see with it. I think that would be a dope little... For the ha- for the hangover. Yeah, some additional yeah. content. For sure. For, for the hangover. Yeah. That's going to be good. Um, so, when we were talking about black-owned breweries, I did not know... That Brooklyn Brewery was co-owned, and the head brewer is black. I didn't know that at all. I was like Garrett Oliver would never that name. I would never guess. First off, yeah, no, nah, Garrett Oliver Garrett. is yeah. <laughs> so right. you know, and y'all probably call him Gary or something like that. No, we call him Gary. The whole name. <laughs> I ain't gonna put his whole name out. I'm probably gonna cut that part. <laughs> you gonna put his whole government out here. <laughs> I got a cousin. You know, I got a cousin named Garrett. Call so me out. That, right, me right. Out. That uh, that one, that name doesn't get it. But when you pair it with Oliver, it sounds real pinky up. And um, I was this watching. <laughs> Hi, my name is Garrett. Um, Pleased to meet you. Hamburg, Garrett, don't hold us. When you hear this, we just having fun. Just I really, just I'm jokes. about to explain how I really like him because I right. was doing. He you like yourself, you swear. <laughs> he was doing a blind tasting. Um, I think it was like Epicurious. They had a, a video, and he was doing a blind tasting, determining which one was the uh, more expensive beer. So he had stouts, uh, IPAs. I think it was like a lager, a sour, and he really broke down the flavors and why he felt like this, you know, X beer was the more expensive one. And I was on the uh, elliptical watching it like I am intrigued. I forgot I was working out for a second. I was gonna say, don't fall then, down elliptical now. <laughs> well, then the gears kicked up, and I was like, oh wait, okay. All right, I'm I'm working out. Let me not zone out too much. It's back to reality. But, yeah, but it it was helpful because I was able to learn a lot. You know, you have to watch things like that to learn how to critique beer yourself. But he was very knowledgeable, and he is very knowledgeable. And I would love to have a conversation with him. He was, I think, he was at Fresh Fest. Last, last year, year and, and a speaker a symposium for it. Yeah, so I imagine. I mean. This is a black festival, black beer festival. We he's gonna support like every time. He's probably gonna reason. be there again. I would definitely love to meet him. Maybe get like a couple sound bites from him for sure. Mm-hmm. That'd be nice. I'm just I'm just starting off with like you really an idol, sir. Because well, you know uh, Brooklyn Brewery. They just they just got to to Nashville just a couple years ago. I found out about them at a homebrew. Event and I've been a fan ever since. Like they just make some solid beer. Yeah, they're one of my top five like favorite breweries like right now. Like they even I've even had their non-alcoholic stuff. I'm like this. I've never had non-alcoholic beer. Well, my mom come in town. I'm a yeah. Like it's like very dependent on who you get because some are just like it's just 
Like Not it's like a beer, Alcacester tab dropping. Water. <laughs> <laughs> like, but there's also some that are like, okay, it actually tastes like the profile they're going for, but it's just don't have alcohol. Yeah. So it's like they have a hoppy IPA called like special effects or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. special effects. Yeah. And I <laughs> randomly tried it, and I was like. Okay. Like, that box that we got the cases in. Yeah. The box is so dope. You know, it, everything is visual. Like with a lot of times yeah. for beer, you start off with the visuals. Mm-hmm. You don't know what this <clears throat> beer tastes like. You like, oh, this is a cute can. Oh, this is a sour. I don't drink sours, but the can nice though. I get. I like. I. I've done that plenty yeah. of times. I was like, oh, like, like uh, laser snakes. Uh, three Floyds. Three Floyds. Bitches brew. That I was like, what is this? <laughs> the laser snake gumball head, no, bitches brew, bitches brew. That yeah. was the name. That was Three Floyds. No, no, no. It's a, uh, oh yeah, the the Miles Davis. Uh, oh yeah. no, I'm fam- I'm not familiar. Never I was like, it. I didn't see that one. No. Yeah, bitches brew. Yeah, I've heard of it, but I haven't seen the art for it. Like we have this at place I work, um, the grocery store I work at. We have the laser snake, and it's just like snake shooting literally laser at his eyes with like jewels on its head. And it's like, okay, I want to try this because there's a lot going on on this bottle. I was like, usually don't drink IPAs, but this is just too much activity for me to not pick this up and bring this home. I think I think they are gearing it towards guys because I promise when I looked at it, I was like, whoa, that's a lot going on. And I can walk right past it because they do a, um, it's just, but they have good beer. So, yeah. oh yeah, no man, dogfish He head. took it straight from the, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Sure you don't. Yeah, but I'm dogfish is another one. That's the like the He was showing us the name, uh, the the picture of it. So I'm gonna have to be on the lookout for that one. Um, can we take a pause? Can we for the cause and pour up another beer? Pour up. Speaking of Brooklyn. Brewery, <laughs> Speaking of Brooklyn Brewery. <laughs> I'm sounding like a commercial. Y'all. Just imagine <laughs> how it is on like the prices. Vanna right. White. <laughs> <laughs> we have the uh, Brooklyn Brewery. Black chocolate stout. Randy it's, Watson. Yes. <laughs> it's a um, obviously it's a stout, but it's a, one of their limited releases, which they always change up the ingredients each year, so it's never the same from 2016, 17, 18 to now. So this is from their 2019 release. And rumor has it you let it kind of age for a little bit, then the like flavors really come out more. So we're gonna see. That's the thing with the styles, man. I want to. So beer can be expensive. Yes. With the stouts, especially, you get in the bottle. It's like eighteen dollars. Um, this is like. Ten eleven dollars right here, not. It's also a smaller ten. size. Easy, True. so yeah. easy. I do mean more of the. I don't know what size beer uh, this is, but just seven fifty milliliters or something like yeah. that. Those like are like twenty dollars, right? And I'm not trying to spend all this money on beer. What the money you want to spend it on is? That's what you. <laughs> you taking all? Let me now. let me sit there. Go ahead. You feel that chocolate in there? Yeah, and that chocolate definitely comes through. It's a, but it's a it's, it's really light, smooth. It, yeah, it's smooth, right? It's, Funny, yeah. This one will slap you in the face you know, when it's you weird. suspect it. The 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 chocolate taste goes straight down, but like the beer still stays mm-hmm. around. I like I like that because I'm it's not like that dark chocolate right there. Like that dark, it almost like 
you liquefy dark chocolate and just somehow add it yeah. to it. But see, I want to age this, but I also want to drink. It's been aged about three months since I purchased it, so. But I want to do like the year and some change, like, you know, where you hold on to it for a minute. But I end up cracking. Those too. I end up cracking my stout. You have to put it away. But it's hard to you do that. You just have to put it away. I, I, I want to drink it. I had some moonshine I let sit in my room for over a year. I just put it away. I, Bruh, I got some moonshine in that little in my cabinet there, my liquor cabinet, oh. and yeah, um, I got a couple of these some homemade in my fridge moonshine. right now. I think that I'm thing waiting. gonna knock me on my ass. <laughs> it, will, it will. It will. <laughs> <laughs> it will. And I probably it will. It's just a matter of when, not if. <laughs> but I have a couple of these in the fridge. I've been saving, and I have a calendar. Uh, event on there. Year from the day I bought it, ready to crack it open. Now, what holding it in the fridge is that? Have you done any research? Because I know most times they say hold it in like a cool, dark place. So, are is the fridge gonna like change the flavor profile or anything? I I, I honestly don't. I don't think so. Okay. Uh, for me, I didn't see anything about that with uh, at least this one. But um, I have heard like let it sit. Like yeah. let it buy it, just let it sit for either like six months to a year. Like you'll taste something completely different. Yeah. Now I want to try this style to the next release. Yeah. And so you got to keep one. Least, you yeah. definitely have to keep one to the next release. Oh yeah, for the, sure. I have a sour that's sitting like that, and it's a um, one of those wild ales where open fermenting. Mm-hmm. You know, just where let just life do it. And it's going to keep changing its profile Flavor. in the bottle. And I'm like, I'm excited to open it. I don't know when I'm going to do it. It might be for a podcast episode, but maybe like season two. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. <laughs> Taking our time Let with it. Let it sit for a minute. This is all the reason I got a part-time job. Beer money. I need yes. to make a little more than that. <laughs> I can't keep taking it, that out of the household. It's, it's, a hab- it's, a, it's an expensive... Uh... Hobby for sure. Hobby, yeah, I won't say habit. <laughs> so hobby. that's that's something to think about with black people in general. Yeah. So it's like, why don't we drink beer? Well, it's that it's costly. Mm-hmm. So the question Depending is, on liquor, you can hold on to liquor for a little bit longer than a six pack. But we buy premium. We buy our our spending patterns. We buy premium alcohol. Yeah, um, I, I think it's Ciroc. It's an ed, it's an education thing. That I think that's valid. Like you have to see the va- they don't see the value mm-hmm. in spending that money on craft beer. So maybe that's what I should say. You do have to have a little disposable income. Mm-hmm. If I'm drinking three dollar beers, it's hard for, to get me off a three dollar beer to switch to a six dollar beer. Mm-hmm. But it's gonna take you one six if you get the right six dollar beer. Oh, you. <laughs> it's game over. It's that gonna Mickey, hit you that a lot Mickey's better. Mickey's gone. Mickey's it's, is gone. <laughs> it's gonna hit you. <laughs> but gone. what? Then get this trash yeah. out of my house. Yeah. <laughs> still reserved. My grandma gone. drink Mickey's now. Don't. You know, she <laughs> one. Does your grandma still? Ash, you talk about her grandma drink Mickey's. Do your she grandma still? Like once a year. Once a year. And then Mickey's is what she pick up. I want you to bring your grandmother. Fourth of July. That's, what That's cute though. Hey. That is what's up. <laughs> you know, I'm not really. I, I'm not trying to knock people's beer choices. Um, be more open minded and be more willing to, to try, try it. Because people get caught up. If you don't like Bud Light, it's usually like you cannot get into beer. Or you I'm drink like, Red Stripe. 
Yeah, it's just like <laughs> I promise you, there's better versions of these things out yeah. here. Just, just what, let me hold your hand. Let me guide you through this world. You, they go, you go up a level. The same thing we did. Mm-hmm. So you know, starting off, I drank Budweiser, Bud Light. That's what was mm-hmm. provided by the guys I hung out with. I drank free beer. College, you drink. I went to a PWI. In college, I was drinking a little bit of everything. I was drinking as much. (laughs) I was drinking St. Ives. What college you went to? (laughs) 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 So, you you have that going on. So, it's like, I I don't want to knock your hustle. Right. But I want you to be open to trying some different stuff because there are better things out there. Yeah, and just I feel like also beer is like weird to describe to people. Even when I'm like at my job and I describe something to a black person or a white person, yeah. I'm like, oh, it's gonna be really bread. They're like, oh, bread. Mm-hmm. Oh hell no! I'm like, it's no, it's not what I'm yeah. describing. It's just no other way to describe it other than bread. Yeah. But you think you're literally gonna taste like a loaf of bread? And I'm like, no. It's just gonna be the consistency of it. Yeah. It's gonna have I mean, other like little biscuity or yeah. I was yeah, like, it's yeah. gonna have other have like hints of it because it's wheat. Mm-hmm. Bread is made out of wheat. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> the correlation. But they're like, oh, I don't want to try that. That sounds terrible. Yeah. And so it's like, I feel like that plays in it too as well. It's like you can't describe it as well. It's like, oh. Try to Ciroc peach. Oh, it tastes just like peaches. Oh, I like peaches. I'm gonna drink. I'm gonna drink, I'm gonna drink this. Oh, I'm a like. Oh, I like lemon or anything like that. But if you're like, oh, yeah, it's gonna be chocolate and coffee and bready flavor. You're like bready. Ugh, I don't want that. You do have to pick your terminology. Mm-hmm. You have to be real mindful because people hear bready. Mm-hmm. Nobody want a damn bready drink, you know. But that experience is different when you have tasted the beer mm-hmm. and you say, "Oh, this is what you mean by bready." Exactly. So that's why, to be honest, you're gonna have to come off, come up off some beer. Nobody is like you, you know, a place that they can do tastings at a black-owned establishment mm-hmm. with some uh, craft beer selection, of course, but. We, you just have to pick your pick your terms wisely. And I think I think also, um, you know, to pair with the idea that we think of beer, or at least the way the beer is positioned, you think of like old white men, or you think of white people. Period. Right? Yeah, like, the bearded guy. As you're trying, yeah, as you're trying to describe, yeah, mm-hmm. as you're trying to describe, you know, what this tastes like in in the best way possible. You know, you're already combating this image that a lot of us already have in our heads. Oh, this is this is for white people because yeah, you know, like Heineken, we see all these you know white people enjoying themselves and mm-hmm. and how beer has been advertised. And you see, white target people consumers have been sure. because we've been left out. I mean, yeah. I mean, look at what what Tristan Walker did with Bevel. He was able to find mm. a niche because we were left out when it came to, you know, skincare. Yeah. And so he was able to capitalize off that. The yeah. same thing, like, when it comes to beer, they've forgotten about us, but traditionally they have marketed not necessarily to us. So we have to, like, 
rewrite that narrative and, and, and recreate that image to show like black people drink beer. Even if it's and even like if it's beer. Yeah, like it. And like <laughs> it. But even if it's starting off with ciders. Yeah. Like get us a you everybody needs their gateway. Mm-hmm, and sure. once you well ciders in and you try something and a, that that cider is dry or you have a I uh, I saw a hoppy cider and I was like man that's what I want to try. I would be down. I'm not a big fan of ciders, but that's what I would want to try is like that hoppy cider. So that would get me, that would, I, I'm not into really interested in ciders, but I do want to try the hoppy cider. So if you had somebody right. who tried a hoppy cider and you say, oh, you like the hoppy cider? Well, try this hoppy beer, hop forward beer. Right. And then they'll be more open to transitioning because the hop hops is not a, uh, foreign term for them or when they hear hops it's like oh that's when it's real mm, nah yeah, that's I IPA yeah. mm, nah I'm what's an uh, India pet what <laughs> what's an India I don't even like Indians you yeah. be like where what you like, I ain't nothing to do with nothing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know about Remy but I don't about no pale ale right. <laughs> I know that Remy cause you know uh, <laughs> one rapper I really like be drinking it so I'm gonna drink it but um Actually, actually had a very interesting theory about how black people can get into like craft brewing. And Ashley, you want to share that? Sure. <laughs> Speak to the people. Well, I know, like, for one thing, for me, like, for one thing, when I was in college, it wasn't cute for girls to drink beer. So, you know, that's, that's just, the other thing. That's the yeah. other thing that, you know, we deal with as women. So, you know, cider to me and Moscato are what, you know, black people love Moscato because that's what gets them, that's the introduction to wine. So I feel like ciders are the next best thing because there's variety, but the first thing people notice is it's sweet. So I feel like that's a good, like, segue or intro, intro, intro into beer. Um, just because, you know, we like sweet. Until we know better. Yeah, like, until you know better. <laughs> that, that's that's it. That's it. That's you just it. have to do you. You just have to do that in that intro. Uh, and as there's some, but there's like opportunities out there for this for that to happen. So I want to ask, um, as we like wrap up the episode, I want to ask like, so when you are putting your vision together. What do you have in mind on your like array of beers? What are you trying what are you trying to sell to the people? Because I believe in like what you we had just, a couple, so I we feel just, like there's gonna be a good <laughs> no, what we, just, we just talked about like the main thing we talked about was like awareness and exposure, right? So for me the important thing would be to um, show respect for my consumers by providing um, a variety of just different, different styles. Yeah. Um, kind of like the beer bars where yes. you go in and there's like, oh, you got to have, I think for them to be really successful, you got to have like a decent amount of taps. Yeah. So like people start off with like 10, 10 and then they, per, I think it's like the right number. Yeah. You think 10 is the right number? People go up to, well, it depends on what kind I've of yeah, like and like 30. 30. Up. Yeah. And it just depends on how long you been there too like you can start building out those tabs yeah. so like I think 10 will be good start like have like your two or three flagships like you know are gonna be good every yeah. time you go there and like mm-hmm. these three are really good and Stables. then like the other ones you can either have rotating or have one that's like 
there for a while and then you kick it and then you switch it. Yeah. Like, um, who does? Who switches a lot? Like, uh, Homegrown. They all in. Still a little bit because people are liking them or however you want to do it. Um, but my opinion is like 10 that you build from there as people are like, yeah. oh, do you have this? Like, no. Yeah. Do you have this? Oh, you're like the fifth or sixth person that's asked for this. Yeah, okay. those, um, those 10, 10 is a good place to start. 10, something like that. Because you get, I think you would have a nice variety, yeah. but all plan for the future, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to kick that. Add yeah, a whole another layer and do oh, three. Oh yeah, most you definitely know? don't want to have ten, yeah. and you know you for have myself? maximum space of yeah. twelve. Yeah. But, like you want to be like, okay, I'm gonna start with ten, but I have room to go to thirty, forty, sixty, yeah, seventy taps at one time because I can sell these all the time and cycle through. I know I'm looking forward to doing the meetup at the location because, um, like we're doing one at Craft Brood. I just think it's an opportunity for people to try a, a variety mm-hmm. and not not be pigeonholed to one brewery. So you, if you have an IPA from here, try the IPA from there as well. And then say, well, you know what? IPAs might not be it for me. But if you go to this one brewery, it. you try that IPA, they just might not make a good IPA. Yeah. You know, like you deserve better. You deserve better <laughs> beer. You know, so there's that opportunity, and then they also serve ciders at the at the spot. So you have those people where I'm gonna try a beer, but it's two for one. The next time I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna yeah, go with a cider. Match. That's like the first question I always ask a place to have two for one. I'm like, can I mix match? Yes. Cool. Oh, I'm man. way more comfortable than like no. You gotta have both yeah. the same one. I'm like. I hate when they say that. I usually try to like share with um, AC. I'm like, so you want to just get this one and the next time we get something else or she gets something different. Mm-hmm. She drink hers, I drink mine. We do mine, that occasionally too. And then we swap it. But I'm not, I love variety. So that's why I asked what your array was. That, that variety is so important. I hope we, I hope we um, can have a little say and be like, man, hey, Try this one. Do that one. Black people love this. Yeah. And I, <laughs> oh, I, I think I think also um, you got to bring your people into it. So having also space for you know, for example, for you know, customers who homebrew, mm. um, having a brew off competition. Mm-hmm. And having New a few taps, as she does that. Having some taps for you know your consume, you know your customers who are who are about that life. So yeah. you know, and being also uh, creating opportunities for local, you know, black brewers to also have their beer on tap, and then also white labeling. So for example, if I want to have, let's say, um, you know, I had you know Shawnee Brewing, she's making whatever let's say i want you to make a stout but i want to call it the marcus garvey mm-hmm. then i'm gonna have the marcus garvey on tap so i think you also you know i also want to be able to have um beer that people can relate to yeah and just bring mm-hmm. them into the process so you know have a variety but then also have something where you're inviting your you're getting people to participate something they in the can process. relate to for yeah. sure oh yeah. yeah most definitely i think that's like really like the art of coming up with a brewery name yeah. and your whatever you concoct it, the name for that I think that's like really important and yeah. who you collaborate with it's gonna be different if you're gonna have like so for so green green 
probably hit different if you knew, like, Big Boy was, like, backed it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he, like, actually supported it. Or, like, I mentioned uh, a person with uh, Shine one time, Chance the Rapper at Goose Island, got together and created one. He was in the brewery, av- like, advertising for it. I'm like, see, that's that's how you start getting people to, like, start paying attention. Mm-hmm. You get people, like, a those are big name breweries, though. Yeah, true. So you really just gotta make sure that you're Something you're getting yeah you you're getting the local celebrities like people that's known. Oh yeah, the most area, definitely. Bring them in and say, hey, I'm this is what I'm thinking, or just listen. I'm gonna provide the beer. You make the experience. Like you know, bringing the the artist. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like mm-hmm. the, they are the bigger breweries, but like it's just like the principle of it. It's like mm-hmm. you brought this black artist in. You actually got him to sign off on it and actually advocate and, and be an influencer for it. It wasn't like, oh, I'm going to create a Chance the Rapper beer, but he's going to know nothing about it. You're just going <laughs> to use his name and likeness. That's, that's where, not real. That's yeah, not real. that's where the issue is. Fake it's news. like, luck the dapper, like, luck the dapper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. But. I did have one more question. Oh, about, um, And promotion of diversity. Um, what do you look for in when you walk into a brewery? Because more times than not, we don't have the representation. Do you want the want want to feel wanted, or do you want to feel like they are not making you unwanted there? If that question makes sense, how do you kind of see diversity in that world? Don't worry, take your time. <laughs> I mean, the way I see diversity, what I mean, it's really the way I would like to see it, which I have not seen. So everything from your staff to um, your clientele to, you know, whoever you have on tap, you know, who are these brewers? Who are the, you know, what are these companies? Who are you supporting? Um, your aesthetics. You know, if if I walk into a, a tap room, either I can see John Wayne or I can see <laughs> or I can John see, Wayne, you know, <laughs> you know, which you you know, you tend to see or you know, I wanna or I see James Baldwin on the wall. Um or even something like as simple I think there's as, a happy medium in Yeah, there's a happy there. medium. Like um I loved like the first time I went Everybody to Everybody loved uh, Wayne Brady, right? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no hate. Uh, the what first time I went to uh, <laughs> first time I went to Slim and Huskies, and I see Dwayne, you know Dwayne Wayne on the on the bathroom and Whitley, you know for the for the women's restroom. It's just like representation. Um, so I mean, those are things that I would look for, but I mean, more often than not, when I've stepped into you know the spaces where we are the minority. You know, the first thing I'm noticing, you know, how am I treated when I walk in there? Am I being greeted? Um, are you, you know, can I help you this, that, and the third? Um, I mean, it's, I see a lot of like basic customer service things, but I feel like sometimes you have to go above and beyond, especially when we are the minority and we're coming into a majority space where it hasn't been created for us. Um, so, I mean, I just, I feel like in order to create that diversity, it has to be just like multifaceted in that business, in that space, yeah. in your staff, 
hell, even in your, you get down to it, your investors, you know, who owns this? Um, I just think that, I mean, that's. No, that's, I mean, that's valid. It's yeah, not, it kind of sounds like you're, you're leaning towards like not making us feel unwanted. Yeah. The reality feel, uh, but there's a reality yeah. that we operate in. So I know I operate on like, I just yeah. don't make me feel, um, if I walk in there, make yeah. sure that I, you're just greeting me as a customer. Yeah. And people are greeting as somebody else who yeah. would there. So I get what you, where, where you're coming from. I would love to walk in yeah. one and see more of um, Dwayne and Whitley, yeah. the James Baldwin's. Like yeah. that's I what I'm looking. But that's yeah. what I expect more of a black-owned yeah. brewery. Yeah. Um, I, I I speak highly of them just because this is my experience uh, or really my one experience. Yeah. Um, but if there are other ones doing it out there, I would love to know about it because I would love to support yeah. them as well. But Monday Night Garage, like yeah. I walk in there and you feel the yeah. the urban flair. The yeah. but it doesn't feel. Um, it's forced. It's forced or appropriated. Yeah, or yeah. yeah you know, they, you, that's I the see better word for people it. behind the counter uh-huh. serving beer. You know, like the music playing is some hip hop, and it, it's in a more urban area. This location. Uh-huh. So it, it makes me feel like, okay, yeah, I want to chill here. I can't wait to go back to Monday Night Garage. Like, I have... That's, like, probably one of the number one, like, mm-hmm. our top spot. Now, back. I will say, I went to Monday Night before there was the garage, and... We had a great time at that location. The beer was good. You came in, we got a glass, um, and it was, like, all you can drink or something like that for X amount of dollars at this day. Man, that was I had a good time in Monday night. So I've been a fan ever since then. Man, that's and then to walk good. in Yeah, then to walk like, in the garage and see that. I was like, man. Oh that, yeah, oh, y'all yeah. still They just got good products. Yeah. Like their <laughs> limited release, like situational ethics. Get hands get your hands on those. I highly recommend it. Oh, you do have that one. Yes. But I think that's a good way to end it, you know. Oh, um, yeah, for sure. For the people this is our, we have deemed our location the hangout. The hangout? Yes. Come here, you kick it, you might end up with a hangover at the hangout. And that's okay. And that's okay. So. That's, that means you did a good job. You hung out with us. I think I, that means we were gracious hosts. I hope you felt wanted at the hangout. Hope to see y'all again next week. We out. Deuces. Peace. Have a good night. Put your glass to the swig podcast and keep toasting. Uh.